Chris, mate, you are right. You seem a bit down. Yeah, mate. Don't you hate it when small podcasts that you really enjoy sell out to corporate overlords? Hey, they're not corporate overlords, Chris. They're a small independent Cornish gin company. You can get 10% off and a free gift by using the promo code PODCRAWL. See what I mean? Yeah. Last week you talked about your tiles. How are they? <laughs> they're they're okay. I mean, we got a bit of a mess up with the um, second order on the tiles, but it's all. What do you mean okay. a mess up? What fucked up? The size, the length, the oh, type. They didn't. They no. They didn't. They didn't have them in stock when they said they. Oh, I so you, tell me, it's, 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 it's you got all a tile good. order in the middle of a podcast, and it wasn't even the right fucking tiles. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, it is. It is. It's quite. Um, you know. You know. I told you last week about ordering the skip and stuff. Yeah. It's amazing. I think I have adulted up a level. Have you filled it? Have you filled it up in seven days? Is it full now? <clears throat> no, not yet. No, we're yet. not playing this no, game. It's been three hours. <laughs> it's been three hours. We're doing two podcasts in a day. We're not playing this game. I want, game. I want, yeah, I mean, I want to make up some fucking builders rubble. All right, play yeah. about depression. Nalin <laughs> yeah. just stopped because my acting was doing so well, and he was like, mm. he could see losing me to Doctor Who. I'll just be having a fucking job. Oh, this no, but, um, yeah, no, it's only three hours, isn't it? It's a bit of a killer doing two podcasts in one day. Well, this shouldn't be a killer because I got to introduce him. Let's just get right into it because this is going to be an absolute treat for the listeners. Ladies and gentlemen, this week's guest, it's Kinger. Oi, oi. Yay. Uh, like boys and girls? <laughs> How's it going? Well. Boys and girls. <laughs> Traditional pubs left in Yeovil, to be honest with you, boys, which is a bit of a shame. 
but the water in holes in Yeovil have been becoming few and far between year after year. I think we've gone from, I think we've probably lost about 30 pubs in the Fuck last course, 10 years. So it's a bit, yeah, so it's, to be honest with you, it's a sad state of affairs, mm. yeah. Yeah, I think everyone's going to be drinking from home, even whether we're in lockdown mm. or not, to be honest. So yeah, the Westminster for me, number three, to be honest. That's not a bad little yeah. But when you, when you say look after the pipes, what do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I thought that sounded a bit naughty. Yeah, but <laughs> you, boys, are, you boys are from a different generation than me, but looking after the pipes means they're looking after their real ale well. So you get a good, clean, quality pint. And I've got a mate of mine at work, and he is a connoisseur of real ale. I don't drink it because it tastes like shit, but he loves it, and he swears by it, and he said, you can tell a good pub by the way they look after their pipes. And that's all I know. I don't drink it, but yeah, it's a fine little pub. Um, no hassle, no grief, and it's quite a cosy little pub with um, with a nice atmosphere. And I like that. I like that as number three, right? Yeah, and you like it that your mates having good pints. Oh there. yeah, I just drink the lager, so it don't matter what it, it don't matter what it, it don't matter what it tastes like to me as long as yeah. there's alcohol. So you just you just banged on about how great the real L fucking pipes are, then you go, but I drink the yeah. lager. I like to see I like to see those yeah. jumper wearing men happy like with their real L. Santa making sure the others are all happy <laughs> yeah. before himself. Yeah, but mine's a positive. Yeah. yeah, I like it when they get drunk and play fuck I always look after other people before myself yeah. yeah see I always look after everyone else I put everyone else first because so that's what your... I'm like boys as you'll find out over the next what's your 10 minutes <laughs> is the Westminster the one we we might have gone there a few Christmases back near your house <laughs> on the hill and it and it had a dog that was just no, knocking was, about. I don't know. Is this the Oval Town Centre then? Well, no, I just drink, I'm drinking fucking Govel Kinger. I, I, I avoid it like the plague. What were you talking about then, Chris? Sorry, I missed yeah, that. Yeah, you've, been, you've, you've been to the Weatherspoons at the Oval Town Centre, darling. Yeah. Tell me about dog ringing bells. Dog ringing bells? No, nah, we, we went drinking one time. No, no, no it's just dog. a dog. No, no, just knocking about. Just knocking about. Just uh, someone's dog. Don't worry about it. It's a bit aggressive. Don't worry about it. That's no, all. No, Westminster. I'm not quite sure where the Westminster was, but Nardin, you have been to Yeovil drinking. The big Tesco. What I mean, the big Tesco. Oh, what? Where Yeovil used to play? sells clothes. What's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be the old Yeovil grounds, yeah. And the Westminster's right on the corner. And to be honest with you, it's probably one of the very few pubs that are spot on that's left in Yeovil, to be honest. The rest of them are just all crap, to be honest with you. It's like traditional Weatherspoons and shit like that. How long's so, it been there, do you know? Yeah, to be honest with you, the Westminster's got a bit of character. It's been there yeah. for a freaking long time. It's just down the road. It's just down the road from the Mermaid in Yeovil. And the Mermaid pub is the oldest <laughs> pub. I think it's the oldest pub in Yeovil. There's a plaque outside. I don't know whether it's the oldest pub or I was the oldest bloke in there. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but to be honest with you, I think I'm as old as a plaque. But um, no, I think they used to they used to hang people in the Mermaid pub. Yeah. Huh? What? And that was just yeah, it's yeah, just that old. There's a lot of history. That was that was that was like they borrowed Chris's wardrobe. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> hey you guys, you guys. I don't know Yeovil very well. How big is Yeovil? Probably got about eighty thousand. There's probably got a there's probably got okay. a population of about eighty thousand people. It's like a, it's like a market town down in South Somerset. So yeah, it's it's a place that you need to drive past to get to somewhere in yeah, yeah. Sounds nicer. Yeah. It's a yeah. market town. To be honest with you, to be honest with you, it's a bit like okay. Windsor compared to Bridgewater. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was it? Our tutor said Chris met our tutor at uni, and the first thing he went, "Oh, where are you from, Chris from Bridgewater?" And he went, "Bridgewater." You smell it before you can see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still not allowed in this I'm not allowed in the fact oh yeah they used to hang people slide fuck this what do you mean they used to hang people this is the first oh, I'm hearing no, of this that's in the moment in Yeovil used to be um, they used to they used to hang people on what they evidence some like, fucking yeah, piss used to, used to go tell you something um, about I don't think they, they used to hang people up here I tell you oh. shut you up what do you mean they used to hang people honestly unless Unless I, unless I was pissed when I was in there, which is probably highly unusual. <laughs> you I, walked I, into I one of their legs just like that. Shit. <laughs> yeah, it's just like them doorways. That, that, um, yeah. Them doorways made out of beads, but it's just legs. Yeah. And it's just, so it's just <laughs> curtains around the room. Yeah. Just hanging people. Yeah, that's fine. That's what you do in Yeovil. If you fall out of them, they don't have a civilised fight. They just hang you outside on a lamppost. Well, who the fuck are they warning? I've a, a nerdy people from uh, People from outside like, of Yeovil. It's for witches, the greater don't good. forget about the witches. The witches. Uh, yeah, but landladies don't clean pipes. Don't come, don't come here. Catholics, that is still doing Catholics nowadays. Still, yeah, that's true. Fuck them. Yeah. 
What is what is Yeovil famous for? Gloves. I can't help uh, feeling. I'm you, the gloves, is, mate. Yeovil are famous basically. The, the football team had a sloping pitch. It's where Tesco's is built now. But years and years ago, Yeovil used to have a football hmm? team that used to play on a sloping pitch, yeah. and that is about it. To be honest with you, that. it's that or um, Yeovil Town crime or Yeovil Town. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. See, I'll try and put a caveat in here. It's famous for helicopters and gloves. You know, those two bedmates. It's a fucking massive <laughs> part of Yeovil. Half of them are employed. You got you got Leonardo helicopters that employ employ nearly three three and a half thousand people, and I think. To be honest with you, I'm starting to go into sort of like some sort of nerdy thing now, but I think we've got about sixty to 70,000 people in the overall um, population. And it's unusual, but the majority of them mm. actually work for a living. Well, Yeovil so, <laughs> is quite amazing because it's one of the few <laughs> places you will ever hear about the most mafia shit known to the Southwest, which is there's a family called Palmer, right? The Palmer family. And they have Palmer's fish and chips. And as a youngin, that's like, oh, ah, that's the fish and chip people. Palmer's fish and chips. Now, if you had excess money, what's the next thing you buy? Narlin, Gareth, what's the next thing you buy? Uh, just just curious. A Coca-Cola? A yacht with women on it. Right, yacht with women, Gareth, a Coca-Cola factory. Narlin, what are you saying? Uh, oh, you mean after I've had a chip shop, you mean? Oh, not as if I'd bought yeah, fish and chips. You've made your money. You've got a chip shop, you made your money. What, what are you buying? I thought you meant I'd bought no, fish no, no, and no, chips. No. What, That's why I went Coca-Cola. No, you've, um, you've made your money. What, what, what are you buying after you've made your money from the fish and chip shop? What, what are you saying? I'd go nightclub. No, you'd buy a pirate ship. You're both wrong. You're both a bunch of idiots. You open up a garden centre. So now you've got a fish and chip shop next to the garden centre. <laughs> And everyone just goes along with that, like, oh, right. Like the mafia, like the Southwest Mafia. They grow weed in the garden centre, get everybody's munchies. Is that what you're saying, Chris? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Wouldn't shock me. What's in the soil? There's about 20 garden centres in Yeovil, and they're in people's (laughs) pockets. They seem to be doing rather well at the moment in lockdown. And I can't see a poinsettia inside, to be honest with you. I have a quick question for you before we move on to pub number two. What what drink are you choosing at the Westminster, Kinger? They normally have a draft, I would say an ice-cold draft Budweiser in in the Westminster. It's a draft Budweiser, all right? So any cold lager to me is Questionable. fine. Um, That's it. Then, How much is a pint of blood in there? A pint of blood in there um, is probably is probably one of the cheapest pubs, and I would say that it's going to be circa three quid. Ooh, shall we? Yeah. So there we go. Bad. The first favourite pub in the world, the so Westminster. Right. That's all right. How much? Uh, before before we move, how much do they charge for a real ale? Oh, it's probably about twenty eight pence, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Not with all the pipe cleaning they have to do. I think with all the pipe cleaning fluid in there. That real L can be about twenty eight percent proof, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> so don't don't ever go mind sweeping when you're drinking real L, it'd be dangerous. Yeah. It's a bang for your buck. There you go. Ah. Yeah, exactly. Go. Westminster Yeovil, that's your third favourite pub. So, Kinger, what is your second favourite, my friend? Oh, I tell you what, second favourite pub I've been thinking about this for a long time. And I reckon that it is a pub called the Rendezvous Ooh. down in Weymouth. It's either it's either the Rendezvous in Weymouth or the Black Dog in Weymouth. Weymouth is a little is a little fishing village or a little holiday resort that's about 26 miles away from Yeovil. And a lot of the people from Yeovil go down to Weymouth and have a good blowout now and again. But they can have like a like a cheap holiday for a day. They can yeah. see the beach, they've got a harbour and they've got loads of they've got loads of pubs that actually serve people rather than people that are banned. So what were those two pubs? Because I go to Weymouth a lot. My wife's um parents. Oh, one of them's called the Rendezvous, which is like again? a which Black is a two tier pub that's right on the bridge. You know where the bridge yeah. is? The one that raises up that lets the large the large yachts. Yeah, I know where you mean. Yeah. Um, oh, I know this one. There's yeah, one on yeah, right yeah. on the corner, so you can sit outside in the summer and you're overlooking the harbour. Yeah, and it is it's a nice <laughs> it's not a bad pub to be honest with you. But the Black Dog in Weymouth is the oldest pub in Weymouth. And um, it's the oldest pub in Weymouth. And it's a traditional, it's an old traditional pub, like weird pattern carpets, open fire. And it's it's quite pleasant, to be honest with you. It's a little bit more, it's a little bit more um, upmarket than the Weatherspoons in Weymouth. Um, Weymouth's got two Weatherspoons. They've got one that only serves alcohol and the other one that serves food. So, like you say, if you go to the one that's serving food, 
it's rather rather posh. <laughs> <laughs> but but the one the one that's just serving alcohol, Jesus Christ, it's like body parts on the floor, and you've got to be a, you've got to be a certified alcoholic. <laughs> that's, that's, that one's around the corner from the rendezvous, isn't it? Darling, mate, I've never been prouder of you yeah, as yeah, a friend. That's, that's the one on the yes, the yeah, one yeah, yeah. down the street. Yeah, Nolan knows it. You're a good person. I've been in that one. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah. That's just around the corner from a rendezvous, and that's the one that just serves booze. But like you say, there's body parts on the floor. Well, I'm going to have to push you for an answer then. Are we doing rendezvous or are we doing Black Dog? Because I'm noticing a theme, Kinger, and it's the Mermaid, oldest pub in the Oval. Black Dog, oldest pub in Weymouth. Make a decision, son. No, I'm just, I'm just being a traditionalist. Yeah, you're going horror I'm or just history? Being a traditionalist, but no, there you go. Um, no, I'll tell you what, I'll go, I'll go for the rendezvous. It's a great right, pub, man. Which has got, yeah, it's not bad, and it's overlooking the harbour. It's a beautiful little place. Is that by the theatre? Yeah, all sorts of people there. They have a big Why theater. would I know where the theatre is? Do you think <laughs> Yeah, you do. You do, man. You do. You make you know, arcade you know what, games if, with if, you, if you wore a turtleneck <laughs> and put some square glasses on, you'd be right in a theatre. Yeah. Oh, you would do, like You've Cryon. got the poshest headphones yeah. out of all of us. That's because I'm professional. Yeah, you don't realise how much you don't realise how much stalking I do on this internet. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's what they designed it for. Yeah. You, 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 t- you tend to wear you tend to wear a top. Oh, no. Go on, say that again. I've, I was had, gonna say, I've, had, so... I've had the rotten half just turn up. <laughs> what did he say, the other half? I've had the other half turn up then, trying to give uh, me instructions. Uh, going again, no, she's there going it. Is. There she goes. Oh, another... Now you've got another beer going oh, on. I've gone for the corona hit now, nice. boys. Very funny. Like a gesture yeah, to corona. Yeah. Sink it. Nice. Um, yeah. What was your question, Gareth? I forgot my question now. You said something about the theatre, and then we all kicked off. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, no, there's... The pavilion is around the other side, on the other side of the... On the other side of the beach or wherever it is the other side yeah, of town so the, isn't it so this yeah. bridge you're talking about is that little bridge where it sort of is the little up. channel going yeah. in yeah into yeah, the, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. it goes into the harbour yeah. yeah it's a nice bridge I, once there, went, man. I went to a pub on that thing that was like a two-story pub with loads of sports tvs on the wall yeah this is it this is the rendezvous that's I watched, the one yeah that's the one I actually watched. I've been I actually watched there. England get beat by Croatia in a semi-final with a World Cup. I was watching rock climbing or something. They had a rock climbing championship on all the fucking some TVs random shit I was there. in there. I thought you yeah. were about in the harbour. I thought that's yeah. No, he just got. It, it, they were swimming. He was just very confused. Yeah, yeah, I was swimming. I was swimming uh, with all the dolphins. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't. You should have seen my backflips, Chris. I was doing it right. All those dolphins were there. I've seen many people. The other thing about the other thing about the rendezvous is, if you stay there till late at night, you normally see a few lads that have had too much to drink think that they're like Aquaman and they'll jump off the bridge into the harbour. And I'll tell you what, it never ends well. It really, really <laughs> doesn't. Yeah. But it's like they're, they're like invincible at the age of eight. Between the ages of eighteen and what am I, 50? Yeah. They should, they should have yeah. renamed it so, the Mermaid, really, shouldn't they? Oh, yeah, that, is, that would have been appropriate. Yeah. They also have a strip club down there, but I don't know anything about that. No, they, of course they, not. No, they, no, there no, used to be a strip club, no. just go on to the subject of strip club. Right, so I've never been in it personally, because my wife's listening, but it was called Goldfinger, but people renamed it Fishfinger. Ah, the seaside. <laughs> ah, the seaside, the ghosts yeah. loved it, yeah. Yeah. Okay, right, the rendezvous. What 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 drink you what drink you choose in the rendezvous? In the rendezvous I'd have to have something a little bit nautical, so I'd probably have right, a rum. Ooh, I'm Ooh. sipping on a rum That's right quite now. Nice. What rum are you going for, That's darling? A hell of a step what rum what rum you on? I'm on the dead man's dead finger. Man's finger right what flavour? Because they have some good flavours there. Pineapple. Mix good it with man. a tropical juice. Right, what, oh, what, what 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 rum are we going for, Kenny? Uh, in the, in the oh, rendezvous. Jesus Christ. My um my brother in law bought me some rum the other week, and I'll tell you what, it was um Oh god, I can't remember what it's called. Um, all I know is it's got a clear bottle. And it's like, like most, like most uh, fucking products, it's got a clear bottle. Yeah. Narrows it down. Well, yeah, oh, you it's bitch, always clear Chris. when it's empty. It's always clear when it's empty, isn't it? Yeah. No, bomb. Is it called bomb? Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Bomb. Bombardier. I can't remember. But I'll tell you what. I'll say rum. I'll go oh, Mount, Mount Gay rum. rum. Mount Gay rum from Barbados. Yes. That's, oh, my, that's that's my nice. That's a good rum to be fair. So that's a little bit. Yeah, of we'll allow that. We'll allow that. Yeah, Mount Gabriel. Like if anyone's right. not tried it, I advise you to try it. Top jobs. So the Westminster and Yeovil, the rendezvous in Weymouth. So it's the big one. Kinga, your favourite place to yeah, drink, Sam? Believe it or not, I'm from Somerset and the best pub that I've ever drunk in that I feel the most homely in is a pub called the Millstone in central Manchester. <laughs> I'm, just throwing, I'm just throwing it out there now. I'm throwing it out there now. I've been I've been to Yeovil as a little bit of a homely one. Then I've been to Weymouth and I'm spreading my wings and now I'm going to Manchester. 
I like yeah. it. I like it. I know a few people that will remain nameless that will be delighted to hear this. Like I am, like you say, I've 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 been lucky enough to like visit multiple places around the world, um, holidays, work-wise. But to be honest with you, the pub that like pulls at your heartstrings. As I don't, I don't want to get emotional. About he is crying, ladies and about. gentlemen. We can see <laughs> the tears. When I when I go up, that's not crying. That's me sweating because I've put these headphones on just for you lot. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Millstone Pub in Manchester, right? I've been up to Manchester a few times. Me mates met me mates had a good laugh. The Millstone Pub is like it's like a time. It's like going into a time warp. It's like going back in time, but you've got it's like a quaint little pub. Bar staff are friendly. You go in there, you have different generations of people. Jesus Christ, it's yeah. like a <laughs> oh, yeah. to be honest. That's the plan. When you said back in time, which time? Um, I would say... About 2pm? <laughs> I'd say... No, to be honest with you, I'd say that it's, it's like a traditional 70s... 70s, 70s okay. pub, like Back when Jimmy Savile was just a friendly DJ. Yeah. Innocent times. No chance of me going in there. Honestly, I only let him borrow that gold shell suit. <laughs> no, I think the millstone. I think the millstone's like a traditional, like semi-80s pub, and they've got they've got like they have they, it's like a, it's like loads of generations. You've got the old grannies, like you've got the kids. Everyone seems to be having a good time. They put the old karaoke on. What are the kids Everyone ordering? Stout, like stout and lemonade, they, are they? What are the kids having? Uh, they were they were having coke or um, ketamine, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember, but it's cheaper than the lager, apparently. No, but to be honest with you, all joking apart, that pub to me, if I ever want to, if I ever go to Manchester, that is one of my little that is one of my little guilty pleasures. I'll try I'll try and pass by and have a couple of points in there. Because like you say, the staff are friendly. Everyone's everyone has a laugh and a joke. And I think because I've got a Somerset accent, everyone so they look after me and they buy me drinks now and again, they'll be my best friend. But yeah, it's it's a nice little pub. How did you end up going there then? Uh, How did you end up finding this pub in Manchester? Every time I go to Manchester, I have an absolute nightmare. I always go up for a weekend. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be like a little romantic weekend with a missus. And when my daughter was young, my daughter's at university now. But we used to go up to Manchester and have like a weekend away. Just to get away, I, I, I'm not being critical, but I can't stand going to London for a weekend. It drives me mad. But Manchester just seems to be a little bit more friendly and you know, a little bit more approachable. And I like it. I really do like it. So me and the missus would go out there now and again. And I'd go, my missus would say to me, I'm going to go shopping, love. Do you want to go for a pint? And I'd say, yeah, crack on then. That sounds like a good plan. The last thing I want to do is go round that fucking Trafford Centre or the Arndale Centre, I'd rather go and have a little bit of the old um, pub crawl. So I'd phone a couple of lads that I know from that area and they'd be more than happy to join me for a few beers. And it would all go mad. It would be like the hangover <laughs> times 10. It would be messy. I, it is, it is, but the millstone is always on that radar when I go for a pub crawl. And I always remember it in the morning. It doesn't matter how ill I am in the morning. When I wake up in the morning, I always remember that millstone pub and I have a little smile on my face, even if I've got a little bit of vomit down my chop. <laughs> or, um, but it's, it's, just, it's, just a little, it's just a little bit of heaven in the middle of Manchester that I yeah. like. And it's just weird. And it might be the fact that I'm no. a little bit weird that me and the Millstone match, but it's real nice. Yeah, it's, it's a real well, nice Where are we place. talking? Are we but talking the, near the train station? Are we talking near the tram station? Are we talking near Canal Street? Mate, where the fuck is the Millstone? How am I supposed to tell you where it is? Well, I don't know. You have eyes, Kingo. You have <laughs> fucking eyes. eyes. When, I, when I go out, I'm sensible. But when I go home, I can't remember anything. So I think I've either got <laughs> Alzheimer's or I've got some sort of disorder, and I always end up getting whacked by the missus, or I end up getting chucked in the shower with my clothes on when I come back from a night out in Manchester. Even though she's been shopping with my daughter, she's still, she's never happy. She's never, ever happy. I, just I feel like it. this pub only ever appears when he's at a certain level of drunk. I feel like it appears in his mind. So as well. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he's just there on a park bench with loads of strangers. I reckon that that pub doesn't even exist. Yeah. I reckon it's a figment of my imagination. Yeah. And it's my go-to it's great. place It's your favourite pub. Now there'll be loads of people wandering <laughs> Manchester trying to find this imaginary pub. Honestly, the Millstone, yeah. I love it. I love it. It's just, like, really nice. And it gets what? It yeah. probably ain't even the oldest pub in Manchester, but I love it. <laughs> really? He was, he was just outside of Waterstones just hammered out <laughs> pissed on the floor some of the Kestrel outside Poundland just a millstone I, I fucking love I it if, yeah. you boys, if you boys googled the millstone I bet you it is a real pub I'll challenge you I bet you it is a real pub 
Oh, we sure is. We sure is. We hope it is. Yeah, someone will have a Google. I'll ask you, so what, what drink are you having at the Millstone? Because when well, I'm up Manchester um, Way, fucking Poddington's all the way. Um, who was the woman that used to advertise that? Who used to be on that advert? That was before oh, no, ask Gareth. Was a woman know. on an advert? Gareth. It was the woman no that used to do the Poddington's advert. Oh, thick one, oh. With a northern accent. Oh, fuck. Oh, was it Melly Sykes? That's where the, she was in yeah, the ice. Yeah, similar that. was an ice cream van serving Poddington's. Fuck it out. I just Googled the Millstone. I just Google the Millstone. They've got karaoke yeah. on every night. Mate, <laughs> every I'm just night. Mate, I don't even need to argue with you anymore. Number yeah. one pub in Manchester. Karaoke every night. It doesn't matter if you sing like shit. That's Most amazing. people are never pissed anyway. It's done, it's in. So like Google reviews has got tags, right? So you can specify what kind of reviews you want to see. The first one is karaoke. Yeah. Then, the, then night. And then... In there, this, the third one, singers. So, <laughs> is it got my name Probably. Cracking. Phil Great Collins pub, was top singing singers, good security on door. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but you still like you said, that. so what, what drink are you what going for? What drink am I going to go for? Yeah. Um, yeah. I would suggest, well, I'm in Manchester. It's got to be a, it's got to be a, I would go, I'm going to go for a I think people well, who go well here they seem to like Guinness as well because if you look at the photos, everyone's posted a picture of their Guinness. Yeah, you not so you don't represent yeah, Somerset. So there's no cider in this. No, nah, so I doesn't travel mate, north of Birmingham, son. Nah, Trust me. Cider <laughs> and meat don't mix. Yeah. It's not. You're good. not from around no, these parts, are you, lad? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I was mixing Chris too much, and it's. And to be honest with you, his old man is just absolutely... I'd never, um, ever go out with who's, him. Who's that again. farmer who was mentioned in a previous episode? I think it was season Farmer Les. Yeah, who the hell's Farmer Les? Ah, well, oh, yeah, yeah, don't want to be Farmer Les, son. He's drinking under the table. Yeah. All right, here's, what was that here's the final review from from the Millstone. Yep. From a person called Pebbles Becky Nutmeg. <laughs> That's my cooking. No, don't take the piss out of my cooking. That's my... That's my um... Are you trying to get your own cooking show? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, great at those sounds. You just go go into the fridge late at night. Pebbles Beggy Nutmeg. Lovely stuff. Must admit, there was some characters in there, and I liked it. Not like a posh cocktail bar, a proper pub. Three stars. <laughs> there like we go. <laughs> three, three, He's easily redeemed himself on that alone, honey. <laughs> Fair play to you. Fair play to you, Kinga. You've won. <laughs> She is used to cocktail bars. She, does, she, she, she says it's free. not even like a cocktail bar. Or they said it's not like a cocktail bar. I like, I like it, not, not like a posh bar. cocktail bar. Proper pub. Three stars. On the subject of Manchester, so, so we've gone uh, the Westminster, the Rendezvous, the Millstone. And on the subject of Manchester, I have to say, the best yeah. thing, one of the best things I've ever seen, this sums up UK life, is the gay district in Manchester is called Canal Street. Yes, Kinga? How would I? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. You can joke. tell the joke, sir. It goes about... Yes. Are right. you going about? I don't some know. Entrepreneur, do it. An entrepreneurial young individual had taken some white spirit in Tipex and got rid of the C and the S and turned the street into anal and treats. And it's called anal oh, That's well good. Well, that's what I thought. I thought it sums up very well. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I thought that was go. quite smart. So, uh, Kigo, um, your best story, your best encounter, your best ever thing that you've bummed into in a pub, and give uh, us one. Because, again, from an unnamed individual, I have a list of ten that I'm asking you after yeah. this. So, you, really? you name your best story, yeah. son. This right, is I'll tell you what, I've, yeah. had some, I've had some encounters in my time, boys and girls. Mostly at the millstone. Stop <laughs> calling Chris a girl, Mostly by the way. He's not a girl, right. he's a young man. Look, I'm post-op, all right, relax. Yeah. Right, I reckon, I reckon I've met a few famous people in my time. Is it Phil Collins? Um, yeah. <laughs> that was me in the mirror in the morning. I said, cool, he's put some timber on that lad, hasn't he? Yeah. Even though he's got a bad back and he's a great drummer, he's a little bit of now. T- timber into drumsticks. And he's at his shit at karaoke. I reckon, um, <laughs> oh, God. I've, I've met a few people, and I, I, I don't know whether it's, I've, got, I've had too much to drink, but years and years ago, when I was in Canada working away, um, I met John Bon, I met Bon Jovi in the hotel that they were staying in, because we were staying in there. So it was John Bon Jovi, Richie Sambora, in a place called they were they were playing at a place called the Citadel in Nova Scotia, um, in a place called um, mm. Halifax, and I was in the same hotel and we had a few beers with them. Um, on, on another note, I was in Barbados at one point, and this sounds like I'm wearing pajamas or something. I've been everywhere, but um, it's you should I should, I should set up my own holiday program and just plant famous people in there just to make it sound good. But I'm sure I met Billy Joe off Green. That's cool. But 
I don't know whether that was whether that was me or drinking too many mudslides in a bar in Barbados. The mudslides were absolutely liquid. What is mudslide? Death. Hot te- mudslides like a is a is like a it's like a chocolatey milkshake thing, but it's made with coconut milk rum. But there's more rum than there is coconut milk, and it, it's like a sickly. It's like an absolute alcoholic drink oh. when it comes to like a McDonald's milkshake. Oh, mate, gives you anger at the same time. Mate, it just screws you up. Yeah, it does. It's bad. Yeah, it's good. You don't want it. It's like a, it's like a, it's like going out on the piss, but having um, it's like going out on the piss, but having a dessert as well. <laughs> oh it's, man, oh, it's horrible. But yeah, I've, I've done. I've, I've, I think I've met Billy Joe because he went up. I think he went up and sang a song. My missus will probably correct me. Did you it, say Billy Joe? She might have thought I might. Billy Joe, Billy Joe off of uh, Green Day, the lead singer off Green Day. Oh, okay. Yeah, the lad yeah. with a weird dark hair and that. He'd, yeah, I yeah. don't know if he was wearing a check shirt at a time or whether it was just me being too. He's never out of band band costume, is he? <laughs> he's just yeah, always he's wearing probably, a tie. He's probably on another podcast going somewhere. I met that. Yeah, he's too. probably going to hear this podcast and be pissed off because he probably met. Phil Collins. Yeah, he's like, I've yeah. been telling people I met Phil Collins and he's uh, shit. <laughs> yeah, no wonder he's not answering my yeah, emails. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he, he won't. He won't give me free yeah. tickets to his gigs. No, he yeah. won't. Yeah. No, so I wanted to do a duet with him. Yeah, exactly. But no, honestly, I think um, yeah, I've had a few good. I've had a few good blasts in my time. Um, but I've had some. I've had some. Oh, nasty, nasty. Yeah, come on, we want your best one, oh, son. Right, come okay. on. Let me tell you one. I'll, I'll tell you what. What's the best one I've had? I'll tell you what. Let's let's go back to probably oh, ten years ago in Manchester, and I went out with me mates. I went up there. The missus, the missus, missus and daughter out shopping again. Traditional thing. Missus and daughter out shopping. I book a hotel, and oh, honestly, I go out. I go out on the lash, and I start at about eleven o'clock in the morning. With me mates, and uh, this goes on, and you're drinking constantly, and there's no let up because it's like a, it's like a north north south challenge, isn't it? It's like can the northerners drink more than the southerners, and it's like well, it's not a competition, lads. I'm only <laughs> out for a couple of quiet drinks. Listen to the man who lost. The atmosphere of Manchester. <laughs> Honestly, you just it's not a competition. End up no. getting caught up in this childish banter of I can drink more than you. No, you're a pussy. You got to drink this. You got to drink that, and some of the guys that I'm going out with are like professional drinkers. I'm not, I'm not a small lad, but some of these lads are like 20 stone. One of them, I think, one of the lads, one of my best mates, is probably circa 25 stone at the moment. But he can pack some beer in that lad. He's got more. He's just, just a little just bit. He's, a little bit he's, with he's probably a couple of ounces lighter than Chris. So <laughs> I've been out. I've been out. I've been out on the piss in Manchester all night, all day, all night. And I think we started with a Chinese, went into a Chinese restaurant at about half past 11 in the morning, drinking beer, having food, civilised. And then it just goes, goes You had Chinese for breakfast? My mate, don't even ask. That, was, that, was, that, that sounds that was like what? ideal. I don't know, man. That's weird. I think that's weird. What do you mean? That's a, that's a good way to base it. they having spare ribs as, instead what, of cereal. I've never had such a bad day as I did that day in Manchester. And there's a lot of people that need to listen to this and look at themselves and go, that's just cruelty. Because they let me, they made me let myself down. I went out on the beer from 11 o'clock. Mrs. Nat went shopping and it just became messy. And when I mean messy, it was like drinking challenges in every pub. And it was like, it was like being 18 again, but I'm like too old for that shit. But I had to do it because your body's like the body of an 80 year old, but your mind's like the 18 year old. So I did it. I did it. I had a few good beers, had a few good beers, a few too many beers. And then from 11 o'clock, and probably about, I managed to survive till one in the morning. And these guys were power drinkers. One of the guys the week before drank 22 pints of Guinness and still went home to his missus. That's the sort of level you're talking about, professional drinkers, southern softies, northerners, all that. It's just just messy. But I managed to survive. I'd done myself proud. I'd done Yeovil and I'd done the south of England proud. And I stayed out till probably 12 o'clock at night. And then it happened. What I mean it happened. I was in the middle of a I was in the middle of a bar and my whole world fell apart. You know what it's like? It's like someone's hit a switch. You're sober and then all of a sudden you think you're sober. Then you think you're the best dancer in the world. You think you're the most handsome man in the world. And then all of a sudden your world falls apart. You get a little sniff of fresh air, whether it be a window opening a toilet or something like that. And then it happens. I was absolutely ruined. And my mates were at the bar chucking more drink down the neck. I was like, I can't cope with this. Went outside, world fell apart. I said, right, I'm in the middle of Manchester. I can't even remember what hotel we booked into. How am I going to get home? But I, I fell into a taxi in the middle of Manchester, fell into a taxi, managed to like translate or 
managed to do something to get him to find my hotel. So as as he was driving along, he said, you're drunk. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm not drunk. I'm just a little bit tipsy. <laughs> right. And then he must have hit about 20 speed bumps going towards a hotel. And with this going on, my stomach started to churn. And I was like thinking, yeah, I'm not feeling too well now. Open the window. Fresh air made me even worse. So as I... This this taxi this this taxi trip must he must have driven from Manchester to Yeovil. It took that long. But when I got to the hotel, when I got to the hotel, as I was approaching the hotel, when I could see the lights and I could remember where I was living that weekend, oh, I felt sick. But when I mean sick, I was ill, and I had a big trench coat or big wool trench coat, and I was like, mate, it's gonna he's not gonna be happy if I throw yeah. up in his taxi. He's yeah. gonna go mad. So guess what I did? I managed to throw up quietly and gently is the best I could in the condition I was. And I managed to slide the vomit down the coat, right into the pockets at the bottom. <laughs> I filled the left-hand side and then I thought, shit, I've got more to come out. So I turned my head and I slid it down the side on the right hand. So I had both of my pockets filled up the vomit <laughs> as, I was approaching the, as I was approaching the hotel, right? And this bloke must have smelled it. And he... <laughs> And he wasn't happy. He wasn't happy. What is it with me? The lad wasn't happy. I'm just saying right now, what is it? Anyone that's wearing a trench coat is a certified fucking weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's a reason for those deep pockets. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) They've always got some weird. If if anyone's wearing a trench coat, they're up to some fucking dodgy shit. If I knew what I was up to, I would put plastic bags inside the pockets. So I wouldn't have ruined yeah, the I think most, most people would have done that, but most people don't assume they're going to throw up in their fucking pocket. Yeah, so, your pocket puke, man. Right, well, there we are. Fucking disgusting. The Westminster, <laughs> the rendezvous, so, yeah. the millstone, and then well done, Chris. pocket vomit. Right, but there's a little on. bit more than yeah, that pocket vomit on, then. story that go I need on, to finish then. off, right? Right, get it off his as chest. the taxi is approaching the hotel door at the reception, I'm thinking of himself, shit, how am I going to get out of this taxi without him realising that I've thrown up in it? And he must have smelt it because it must have been horrible. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think he was as subtle no. as you think. And then, <laughs> honestly, he did mention it and he did mention an extra charge. So what I did was I just said to him, <laughs> like, like, pretend that I was even more drunk than I really was. I managed to get like a wad of notes out of my wallet and I threw them at him to distract him like a ninja, threw them at him and I slipped out of the cab and I ran as fast as I could into the into the hotel. But guess what? The pockets were full of stick and it was flicking. Like it was like the Matrix. There was sick flicking all the way along until I got to the reception of the hotel. And my luck was that the hotel elevator, the lift was open and I jumped straight in it and I pressed the button up to my room and I ran in. And then I had the wrath of my missus. She chucked me into the shower cubicle with fully dressed because I was looked like somebody had thrown a bucket of sick over me. So she showered me. <laughs> she showered me and she didn't speak to me all the way home. I had to make her drive back from Manchester the next day because I was over the limit. So she was not happy, girl. She was fuming. And she even said to this day, even my daughter to this day goes, Dad, she goes, seeing you in Manchester that time, she goes, I am never ever going to drink as much beer as you ever did. I said, Phoebes, you will never ever drink as much as I did on that day. Oh my God. God. I tell you what, and that's just, that's just one of the stories. Well, that's, that, just, that, that segue is very nicely, because that, that ticks out one of the oh. 10 stories that I've been sent. So we've got the Westminster, we've got the rendezvous, we've got the Millstone, oh, we've got the story of pocket vomit. I will now move on. And gentlemen, you have the same document I have, sent by an anonymous oh. source who will Jesus remain Christ, anonymous. Kinger, number one. Number one, is it true that Batman once overtook you on a bike? No, that's the one I wanted to know about. I, no, I beat I him. Was, I was Batman. My mate was dressed as the mask. You know, like the mask, the one that Jim was Carrey, Jim Carrey. Yeah. We, we'd done a charity bike ride and we'd done it and we'd done it from Yeovil to Weymouth. Well, not the other way, we'd done it from Yeovil to Bridport and then down to, a, uh, down to a coastal town called West Bexington. And you had to cycle 26 miles. But what we challenged ourselves to do in that 26 miles was to drink a can every mile. <laughs> right, Fuck lager. me. So it was like, yeah, we uh, must have run, the name right? of charity. And honestly, honestly, all in the name of charity. And me and my mate were the only ones to dress up in fancy dress because we got stitched up. Everyone said, oh, yeah. People are going to go in fancy dress. So me and him were the only ones that turned out in How fancy dress. How many people? Dress. Charity How many of them? Right? I was dressed as Batman, and I looked like David Jason when it was him in bloody... Yeah, I honestly, I, I was Batman. He was a mask. Got halfway down, halfway down the charity ride, 
and I'd had too much to drink. And there's a hill that had an incline that was probably, I would say, for every for every meter, there was a four meter drop, and it was a significant it was a significant hill. There was warning signs for cars to go in low gear and that. And me and my mate said, Yeah, we we went into a pub, did it. I got halfway down, I got halfway down that hill, and then the back because I was going so fast, the Batman mask moved and covered my eyes, right? No word of a lie. I, I must have been going faster than Bradley Wiggins ever did, right? Honestly, I must have been going 50, 60. I reckon I must have been going 100 miles an hour the way it felt, right? The cape was flapping. I was on this bike. And do you know what? Honestly, honestly, I'm being deadly serious now. I tried to pull that mask off my eyes five times and it just kept slapping back in my head and it kept going back to the same position. All I thought to myself was, right, I'm going to die. I'm just going to hold this bike dead straight. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I thought the road in front of me was straight. So I held the handlebars and all of a sudden I was like, bum, 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 bum. And I thought something's going to happen in a minute. And then all of a sudden, deadly peace and quiet. Bike hit a ditch and I cleared a 12 foot hedge and I landed on a freshly ploughed field the other side. Right. Honestly, I th- anyone else, I would, I reckon I would have died. But as a true trooper, I managed to dust myself off. Me mate come round dressed in the mask, climbed the fence and was... We like, just saw a tornado and it was just yeah, him spinning yeah. towards but you. But my mate said if he had a video of that to this day, he would win. I would win. You've been framed every single year on the money. Yeah. Because he said all he could see was, because in front of him, he said, it, I just went dead straight over the hedge. He said all he could see was me fly through the air with my cape flapping. And he reckons I must have done a somersault and landed the other side. And what I did was legendary after that. I got up, I there shut we are. myself off. Legendary, legendary man. Fuck Robert Patterson, mate. They need to cast yeah. you. You don't need Rob Patterson or anything like that. You need me on that bike. It's the Bat it's, Bike. It's the Bat Bike. There was, there, was a, there was a can of Stella left in the bottle holder in the bike frame that was all crumpled up. And by the way, the bike that crumpled up and got crashed, I borrowed off a mate, so I apologise for that. <laughs> <laughs> I got the can of lager, sat beside the road and drunk it. Drunk but I feel disappointed in myself that I couldn't finish a charity bike ride because I was, mate, I was broken. But I was broken for at least a week. Another one to ask you, not in the Gareth for Curious. Well, broken, so, I, think, I think the hangover, I, I think the hangover, oh, mate, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. But there's never a dull moment when it comes to me. Well, I can't mate, believe you had the costume down. Yeah, but the other thing was, I had to take it back, it's I good to, you take it back to them and they didn't give me my refund back because it had like mud all over it. <laughs> You're a shit Batman. Um, no. It's good you say there's never, a, like never a dull moment because uh, Nolan and Gareth are curious. What's this we hear about Pete's bar in your garden? That was generally going to be one yeah. I was going to ask. Minutes, and when this lockdown's over, you got to come and join me at the bar. I built a bar. My daughter was 18 a couple of years ago and we were going to hire a hall and I decided when I was bored, I had a load of wood. I had a, my, my nephew's in the trade and he had a load of wood hanging around. So I said, I'll have it. So I built a bar in my back garden and it's been like a sanity it's been sanity since my daughter's 18. It's been brilliant, especially with lockdown. I can I can go out and have a beer, unlike you boys. <laughs> I got I got a bar in my back garden, and I tell you what, it's my little happy place now. Yeah. When I ever when I ever feel a little bit angry or happy with the other half or whatever, or I need to get some space, I go down to my bar, put my music on. Normally, normally. 80s, 70s rock. I'm happy. He puts his he puts his trench coat on for when he wants to get really pissed. <laughs> yeah, remember the good old days. Yeah. Sniffs his own pocket. Sick coming yeah. out of the yeah. bar to the house. Yeah, yeah. I'm impressed with that. Let's try yeah. that again. Yeah. But like you say, boys, you're all more than welcome when this lockdown's over to come down and have a have a drink. Nice. Have you got any you arcades there? Well. Yeah, I've got have a couple got here. I've got three at the moment. So. Yeah. Yeah, there's plenty. There's plenty for everyone to play nice. on, and it's all retro stuff. I don't want this modern stuff. I need the retro stuff. Yeah, <laughs> on. Um, we hear rumor as well that uh, you once tried to keep keep up with drinking pints on Christmas Eve, and in the first five minutes of arriving, with Santa Claus, things went south for you. Where was Apparently, this? with work colleagues. Come on, Apparently, with me... work colleagues, you tried oh, to keep up man. drinking, and in five minutes, oh, it all went. That's your old man again. I didn't. I didn't say <laughs> I my source, what? mate. I'm not saying my source. He remains anonymous. No, you, Kinga, but Kinga, you do you get a chance to embarrass his old man as well. Story after. Chris's old man is like, oh, I've never known anyone drink so much as Chris's old man. And I, I really struggle with it. But it's, it's sometimes... Oh, God, it's, I'm going to be a kinger when I grow up with my friendship with Chris. Because Chris is like his old man. <laughs> oh, fuck. Are going to be a kinger? Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, Dad, yeah. If I ever buy a trench coat, well, just shoot me, all right? No, I'll tell you what. I, I'll, I'll, I'll I've got one that just come back from the dry cleaners, if you want it. <laughs> I might even have I might even have a free course meal in the pocket. Actually, I was going to say no, I think it's pockets. Christ, Jesus Christ! And that's <laughs> carrots. Yeah, and it's not big and it's not clever. 
that boy can drink so much. That that lad can drink so much. He can make a car fly, can't he, Chris? He can, yes. Say no more. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So yeah, I've I, I don't try and I'm, I'm not I don't try and um I don't try and uh, keep up with the uh, Joneses when it comes to drinking with certain individuals <laughs> from Mr. Chatham's way. Definitely not. It's the thing. Oh, yeah. One ask. more question to ask you before we leave you alone. This torture is um. I'll, I'll just on. quote it verbatim. Um, you'll like this one. Um, this is this is a bloody good question. I find all all things considered. This better and, not be um, deep in the emotional. No, no, not at all, not at all. Well, it might be emotional. I don't know how seriously you take it, but um, is it true that you sometimes like to mix golf and drinking? Oh man, you know how you've been really, really bad. You're a bastard. You are. I tell you what, I that is that is not funny. Golf is a serious is game. This, take this, it fucking seriously, this, this, lads. No, it is. No, Natalie, Natalie, you nailed that. You nailed it on the headset. Golf is a serious game, and I am not the most serious person when it comes to that sort of thing. I used to play sport, but golf, I can hit a ball, I can have a good laugh, and everyone likes like playing golf with me because I'll have a laugh with them. Are they laughing with you? Or game of it, but, right, listen to this. Kinga, it just sounds like you can't do any sports oh, without drinking. What the fuck this, was he like at school? Is, yeah. in PE, you are so late. Rides and pisses a you are so late, Phil Collins' face <laughs> Boxing, down. Boxing, golf. Oh. No, but the trouble is, this, 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 what we're doing now, like, like I'm not, I'm not yeah. a big drinker. I like a drink now and again, but the trouble is, I like a good blowout. That's the thing, is, it's like, it's not, I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a professional binge drinker. When I have a drink, I'll have a good drink, and then I won't bother for, a, for like a week or so <laughs> until my body recovers, and then I'll do it again. But um, this, this, this incident regarding golf is not just a normal golf club right we're talking i got invited to a prestigious golf club that is probably one of the top five golf clubs in the uk very very awfully awfully posh and uh i got invited there and the, the aim of the game is it's for charity surprise you pay, you pay to play but then it all goes to charity right and it was for i think the charity this year was great ormond street so it was a good cause and i i went and honestly I'm not great at golf. You're playing and you're getting commentators saying, right, teeing off from the first tee is so-and-so, so-and-so. And I'm like going, seriously, I'm like under pressure. And normally I don't care about what anyone, anybody thinks as long as I feel in myself I'm doing the right thing. So I'm teeing off and it's a real posh golf club. If I say Sunningdale, for example, right, Sunningdale, one of the most prestigious golf clubs in the UK, right, I've been invited to play Sunningdale. It's a pleasure. Most professional golfers or most amateur golfers would love to play there, but they never get the opportunity. But I had the opportunity and I embraced it, right? First nine holes, had a good game, knocked the ball about. I don't play regularly. And then you go in for lunch. Biggest mistake of my life. I ordered the lamb, right? The lamb carvery. And it hit me big time, <laughs> right? From hole 10 to 18, there's not any toilets between 10 and 18, right? And this lamb must have had some sort of adverse effect with my bowels. <laughs> Honestly, it was like I must have taken some sort I must it was like the equivalent of drinking 10 cans of Red Bull. It was horrible. I managed to survive till the 11th or 12th hole. I can't actually remember specifically. I can't actually remember specifically what hole it was, but all I know is that I started getting, you know, you boys must have had it occasionally, poo pains. I was sweating. I was like, I've got to hold it in. I'm battling the monster and all that. And I was like, <clears throat> I've got to go. There's, I've really, really got to go to the toilet. And it was quite an official do. So there's me hacking around this golf club, not destroying the club, but making a few more bunkers than there was before. But I had this on the back of my mind. I need a shit. When I mean it, I need a shit. And when you need one, you've got to go. And I was looking around. I was surveying the land to see if there was anywhere I could go, inconspicuous, to say, right, no one's going to catch me out. The four people, the three people that I was playing golf with, I was quite friendly with. And I said, excuse me, lads, I've got to go to the toilet. I didn't tell them whether I was going for a piss or a poo. But I said, I'm going to the toilet. I said, I'll be back in a minute. So I left my golf bag and I thought, right, I've really got to go. I've really got to go. So I was scampering around looking for somewhere to go. And I thought, right, hedge. I'll jump over the edge and I'll have a go over there. So I did, right? The funny thing was, I kicked my golf shoes off. Golf shoes, clumpy golf shoes with studs in. Kicked them off. They rolled down a They rolled down a bank, didn't they? So they were about 10 foot away from me. So I decided I haven't got any bog roll. And I've got no paper on me, have I? Normally, professional like golfers will have toilet paper with them. I haven't because I'm not exactly a golfer. So 
basically, I thought, right, I've got to go. I've got to go. I'm really sweating now. So I pulled my boxer shorts. I pulled my golf shoe trousers off, pulled my boxer shorts off. So I was naked from the waist down in this posh golf club, right? And I was looking around thinking, no, no one's going to see me. No one's going to see me. And then I, oh, mate, it was the best feeling in the world. When I did it, I thought that is the best feeling in the world. It was like, it was like, I've, oh, it was just heaven. And then all of a sudden, I was like, what? It just felt like someone was looking at me. And I was like, what's going on? And what I didn't realise was, there was a fucking elevated tee about 100 yards around the corner where people were teeing off and they were looking right down on me having a shit. (laughs) Oh, mate, mate. But honestly, honestly, I could have have just just curled up and died. But but the serious thing was, I had to go and... I had to... I was like, boxer shorts, I've got to go. So I I, I did obviously did the deed with me boxer shorts. Threw me boxer shorts... They landed in a tree. It looked like a golf flag. <laughs> it was hanging off the branch of a hedge, and it looked like they were going to start hitting balls at that. Right. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so, so with that in mind, I managed to sort my life out. I sorted myself out, and I had to go down. And the funny thing was, I only had my socks on because I kicked my shoes off. Down in the in the ditch to get my shoes, yeah. and it was full of Literally freaking brambles. So, as I thought my day won't get any worse, I had to oh, tiptoe over brambles pull my trousers back and go back and go, oh, I better take my shot now, won't I? And then I played until the 18th and that was the end of the story. But yeah, moral of the story is don't eat lamb during lunch on a golf day because it can backfire. Is that a thing? Is that, go- golfers don't, pro golfers don't need to take loo paper around with them, surely? I reckon, I reckon they do. I think it's probably true. I reckon they must encounter that. They must. Don't they just get in the, ages, don't they get they? in the little car and then just what get whisp away to the nearest facility? You should have done it in a bunker like a cat and then just yeah, covered that's it up. I thought you'd just kick over it. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. That, or done it in I a hole. I thought you literally <laughs> king. I thought he was going to take yeah. your shot but yeah. purposely <laughs> whack it I... in a bush far away. Like, oh, I'll just go get that, shall I? <laughs> oh, shit. What am I like? What am I like? No, we love it. We love it. We have two more questions. So you kick her and then you're in peace. We have we the Westminster. It. We have. Oh, yeah. can I just ask him one before? Yeah, actually, go on, Gareth. What's this about optics in Weymouth? Oh, man. No, no, no. <laughs> I can't keep giving my stories out. I just want to know where to go in Weymouth, to be honest. I want to see you in Weymouth one day. That was, I can tell you now that that was down to my. I was drinking in, in Weatherspoons. The one that serves the food, the posh one in Weymouth, not the one that serves alcoholics only. Not the one with the corpses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. So you, I was in there and I had a bad day and a few of my mates that like, I just think I'm easily led to be honest with you. I'm not like, I'm not like pushing. I'm not the one that's doing, it's like I'm easily led. I think they think I'm the weak one of the group. So they pick on me. That's what it is, I think. <clears throat> and um they like challenge you to drinks and it's like rude not to get involved in the challenge. And I must have drunk. I think it was a point. It was a, it was like half a pint of spirits and it was topped up with half a pint of Bailey's and I drank it. Right. And I drank it. And I thought, and lamb me. Bad, <laughs> oh, mate, mate, mate. It wasn't, it was just bad. That was, that was, that was Weymouth again. Weymouth for me, don't mix to be honest with you. I think they should let, they shouldn't let me out of the Somerset. They shouldn't let me in the Dorset because it gets dangerous. I wouldn't um, be I surprised if fucking environmental agencies like start tracking you down for the amount of crap you've just been spewing across <sighs> the UK. Yeah. Oh, mate. Somerset mate. don't want you yeah. because of your cider bad, drinking lack of. <laughs> but honestly, I drank this. I drank this point of. I drank this point of crap that they gave me, and I think they must have chucked theirs in the local pot plant or something. But they seemed all right. But we went to a local Indian, and I must have ordered me meal. I must have ordered my meal. And this must have been, I can't even remember what time it was, to be honest with you. But you get a train down to Weymouth from the Overland and you get a late train back. If not, if you miss the train, it costs you 60 quid in a cab to get back. So it's not that bad. But it's like a, so I drank this, I drank this pint of spirits. And by the way, I'd had a few beers before that as well, but it was like trying to be like invincible. And uh, I drank this. And then the next thing, you know, my whole world fell apart. I went to the, I went to the Indian, I ordered my meal and I never even had my meal. I ran out of the Indian. I ran out of the Indian. I must have had like a meltdown or something. And they were like, they were trying to look for me. And I was like, no, I'd gone. And first place I go is the beach, right? Here the sea swelling, nice and nice and relaxing. And all I can remember is waking up. And this must have been, I woke up at about quarter past four in the morning. And the last train was at like about 11 o'clock. I can't remember what it was. But I ended up waking up on the beach at quarter past four in the morning. And I was thinking, what am I doing lying on a beach in Weymouth? And that point must have killed me. I must have had rum, gin, all sorts of shit in it. And 
they thought it was all funny. But it's not. Not when you not when you're all dressed up, yeah. nice and tidy, and then you're stuck on a fucking beach in Weymouth. I woke up and I looked like a fucking scotched egg. I was covered <laughs> in sand. I, I looked like a human scotched egg. Like, honestly, fucking did. And honestly, I went. I, I can remember it's clear as day now, right? I went to use my mobile phone to phone my missus, and I looked at my phone and it said I had about thirty-eight missed calls. And I thought, yeah, you, yeah, mate, you. Died. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, Somebody killed him. Someone's died. I was. I, I honestly won't get it. I won't. I won't the insurance job where I packed my clothes up on the beach <laughs> and went in for a naked swim because they would have yeah. harpooned Speaking me or something. You were but, a am, egg. but honestly, honestly, I looked like a human scotch egg. I was. I must have been sweating or something. Or I must have been. What wet. time are you? Was this stuck everywhere? I was pretty close. <laughs> this must have been winter. This wasn't summer. This was winter. So honestly, but the thing was, I couldn't. I must have waited. I was. I honestly was trying to use my pin unlock code for twenty minutes, but my mind. It was like one of those games where the numbers were moving, so I couldn't actually press the code to unlock the phone. It was like I was trying to trick my phone and say, "Right, that's my pin code. Ha ha! I've got you now. I can phone the missus." But then, after I solved the puzzle, I had to phone the missus to tell her to drive twenty six miles at quarter past four in the morning to come and pick her drunken husband up. And I was thinking, fuck, I might as well just stay here the night. And I, and in the end, in the end, I did. I got the PIN number and I phoned her up. And the funny thing was, she picked up her brand new car that day, right? And she said, I said, love, love. I said, come and pick me up. It'll be good. It's a new car. You can drive it down in some sort. That was like my, that's how I thought it sounded. But I don't think it did. But she was driving up and down Weymouth Beach for half an hour trying to locate a fucking human scotch egg on the beach. Trying to, well, I was flapping around. It was like some sort of manatee on the beach. She found me with, like, process of elimination. She picked me up, and she was pissy. When I mean pissy, Mrs. King gets pissy about a lot of things. But picking me up at 4.30 in the morning with her brand-new car, and I look like a human Scotch egg, her brand-new car was <laughs> sand and shit, right? And then the funny thing was, I was being clever. I thought I held my... I, I, did, I felt a little bit sick. So I thought, nah, hold it in, hold it in, hold it in. 26 miles back from Weymouth, the Oval, two minutes pulling into the road where our house is, I felt ill. I opened the window and I put a go-faster strike down the side of her car. Mate, honestly, she was pissed. She was angry. When I mean angry... Oh, honestly, I don't know what her problem was. To be honest with you, brand new car, it wash off nice. I don't know. The go faster uh, tribe, yeah. it, it brings I, you up an insurance bracket, though, so it isn't. It, it does, <laughs> it's not good for the value insurance. there. But to be I honest with you, yeah. when you, when you're ill, it doesn't matter if you've not eaten carrots. Why are you yeah, always right. there? Mystery I just don't life. understand it. Yeah. yeah, it is a mystery of life, Chris. And to be honest with you, the way I did it, it was quite artistic. It looked like a flame. Like they did on Greece, where they had the flames down the side of the cars. I say, I valued a car if anything. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. But I tell you what, I think she gave me the silent treatment for two weeks on that one. <laughs> Don't blame so, yeah, that's okay, that's the story, and that's it, boys. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, that's just got two final questions. <laughs> I got two more. Is it me? Can you smell that, that grilling? Oh. Can you smell Scotch egg in here, lads? We had the Westminster in Yeovil, we had the Rendezvous in Weymouth, we had the Millstone in Manchester, we learned about the pocket vomit, and then we grilled him like <laughs> like a terrorist informant in Iraq. And now we have two more questions. Kigger, we've got room oh, in go the pub for some food and your favourite drink behind the bar. So, your favourite ever pub snack. So, pub what are we going snack? for? Yeah. Oh, I've got to say, pork scratches. Nice. Any flavour? Mr. Porky no, Scratchings, that'd do me. They, they come back I think on. That's the they, second they, time they, we've they come, had it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they come back. Yeah. Oh, do you want me no, to change no, no, no. it? We'll Are you keep sure? it. We'll keep Are it. Are you sure? Yeah, I think we should keep it. Unless you can name a different scratching brand. Or you could just go with Carrot. Oh, you to, like, I was going to produce them then oh, after your night's out. To be honest with you, there's not much eating <laughs> when I go out. Yeah. <laughs> As they say, eating's cheating. No, I'd I, I stick with Mr. Right. Porky scratchings. They're all right. They're good. Dumb. Mr. Porky is in, my friend. So there we go. What drink you're choosing? You can have draft, you can have cocktail, you can have bottles in the fridge. I don't give a fuck what you choose. What's your favourite drink, sir? I'm going to have, you're going to not believe this, Tankeray 10 Gin. Tankeray Gin. With a fever tree tonic. Mm, nice. That's my Good drink. Gin and tonic. God, I can't believe you finished on a classy yeah, one there. Yeah, fever tree tonic with a Tankeray 10 Gin. Oh, mate, to be honest with you, I don't yeah. want to lower the tone for like this time <laughs> and then come out with, I'll have a, I'll have a Foster's. 
Because it would ruin it. There we are. It's all decided, gentlemen. We had Westminster, we had the rendezvous, we had the millstone, we had the pocket vomit story. We've gone for Mr. Porkin, a tank region and a fever tree. Thank you very much to this week's guest, Kinger from Yeovil. Cheers, son. Cheers, mate. All right, boys, you take it easy. Thank you to this week's guest, Mr. Kinger. And just remember, if your mate runs out before your Indian gets to your table, just leave him to it. You think you got better drunken stories? Get hold of us at podcrawlpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on our Twitter handles. The same on Twitter, the same on Instagram. Speak to you soon. Yeah, and all through that, at the the beginning of that episode, I thought I was talking to Phil Collins. And as a Phil Collins fan, I would love to have talked to the real Phil Collins. So if you're out there, Phil Collins, get in touch. Don't forget to head over to G&T for your 10% of free gift. Use promo code PODCRAWL at the checkout. Check the link in the description.